Did you know that you're weird? You're wonderfully weird. Join us for the next few minutes as Drake Hunter, senior pastor at Elevating Life Church in Fort Morgan, Colorado, and author of the upcoming book, Wonderfully Weird, helps us to understand how to live that wonderfully weird life to the fullest every single moment of every day. I'm your host, John Waters. Now, Wonderfully Weird Living with pastor and author, Drake Hunter. Well, welcome back once again to Wonderfully Weird Living, the weekly podcast featuring pastor and author Drake Hunter. Hello, Drake. Hello, hello. It's always good to be here. My name's John Waters. I'm your host and uh, glad to be here once again. We are in episode number 21. Can you believe that? My goodness, 21. Uh, it's been a long time since I've been 21. Yeah. <laughs> I've been 21 several times now. <laughs> yes. So yeah. anyway, uh, now this morning we want to talk about a subject that um, I'm going to use the word is plaguing our society today, and that is unhappiness. And you meant you talked about it in your message on Sunday, another brick in the wall. Also, uh, we're going to talk about uh, purpose, which is part of the new book that you've just written, That's Wonderfully right. Weird. Yes. We'll talk about that at length as well. But um, unhappiness just seems to be so prevalent right now in our society as I talk to especially uh, younger people uh, who just seem to really be struggling to find happiness. Yeah, and, and finding happiness first and foremost in who they are, in their personality. And of course, when that happens, uh, then of course, they don't understand the self -con their own self-concept, or can I even say their self-esteem. So uh, when when that's not in place, uh, as we shared on, on, on Sunday, I'll get there, Sunday, um, unhappiness is, is gonna be a reality. But uh, as I shared on Sunday, uh, it's so hard often to see and face our reality in the midst of our problems. Right. Because we get so lost in our problems sometimes that we truly forget that we have been created in the image of God with purpose. Maybe a, a way to put it is you can't see the forest for the trees. Yeah, perfect. That's a perfect way to put it. That's right. So focused on the minutia that you don't see the – so focused on the micro that you don't see the macro. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yes. So let's talk about uh, where unhappiness lies versus where happiness lies. You brought this out in your message on mm -hmm. Sunday. You also talk about it in the book, Wonderfully Weird. And um, uh, you, ha you talked about – uh, people having a pee-pee problem. Yes, yes. Uh, and, and that just simply means a, uh, a purpose versus problem problem. Is that right? Yes. And so, but I did begin, I'm going to kind of back up a little mm -hmm. bit because uh, what is the issue? Well, I brought out a concept uh, called nothingness versus something. And it's in that nothingness where our unhappiness lies. And it's in that something, uh, that perception of something is where our happiness or our purpose lies. And if we, if we miss the mark there, as the Apostle Paul shares, we'll hit unhappiness every time in the sense of who we are and our purpose and how we've been designed to live that out. Well, just it's natural to assume if we've come from nothing, then we are nothing. Yes, Yes, and of course, you know, in our culture, uh, that is uh, the accepted belief in, in our secular world, if you will. Uh, and uh, of course, I uncovered that Big Bang Theory, uh, which, you know, 
uh, I believed in for many, many, many years. And why is that? Well, as I shared with another brick in the wall, uh, because of our let's let's use the word uh, egotistical, and I can say education system, but it doesn't matter the system uh, systems that have put these beliefs they believe in it but when it all comes down to it it's a theory mm-hmm. and uh, so you've really got to start thinking what theory are you going to really start listening to and let's say bring into your belief system uh, because on that how do I say that in that discussion on either side you have a theory let's say of the Big Bang Theory, and you have a theory of faith. Well, without a shadow of a doubt, when you think about the Big Bang Theory, it always leads to nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, over here, where my belief system changed in my Christian uh, understanding now, that there's always something there, even if it's a theory. And we know that something always leads to something else. And I didn't share this on Sunday, John, but uh, it's kind of my experience because in, in in my science class in junior high and high school, they would they would teach the Big Bang Theory, sure. but the next class I would attend would be the math class. And this is where I, uh, I got confused because in the science class, they would be sharing with me, you know, nothing times anything always equals nothing. Or everything, excuse me. Right. Nothing times whatever equals everything. Well, and of course, in your logical math class, they would teach me, well, zero times anything always equals? Zero. Zero. Nothing. Well, we got conflict going on there, and I was always confused with that. Mm-hmm. And so science is teaching me nothing, and then, of course, math is teaching me, or excuse me, I'm getting that a little mixed <laughs> up. I haven't thought about this in a while. But uh, my science class is nothing equals everything, and the math class says zero times anything is always nothing. So how confusing is this for a junior high student or a high school student is trying to figure that out? And, of course, you finally just uh, give in answer the question the way the authority asks you to do it, and you just give in, and then we actually start focusing on that, and whatever you focus on magnifies. And if you believe in that nothingness, nothing times nothing always equals nothing. It doesn't matter if you're 20 years old or if you're 89 years old. If that's your philosophy in life, uh, and I've been with a lot of people on their deathbed, was this worth it? What happened? What is all this about? It equals to nothing. Whew, we got to really take care of that issue uh, and that perception if we're going to truly experience true happiness. Well, you can certainly understand why people would live in unhappiness, then they don't know any different. Right. They don't, well, they don't know any difference, and they just kind of fall into that belief system. They might even think about it. And you've got some very intelligent, very brilliant people out there who want to be right mm-hmm. uh, rather than living right. And so with that, they're very convincing, but it all comes down, it's still a theory. Mm-hmm. Now again, even if I reason uh, on both sides of the coin, I-, I can reason through this theory, nothingness, or this theory, somethingness. The one that makes sense is what Jesus said, just believe. Right. <laughs> and then that will come to something. Right, and, and then going back to what you said there is, you know, what is the issue then? Well, it's the PP problem because nothingness, uh, part of that, uh, the proof behind that theory, if you will, if you will, is that we live towards our problems. There is no purpose. We're just getting through our problems. So as I shared on Sunday, I have a problem. I need to eat tonight. Well, how am I going to do that? Well, 
Fortunately, I get a paycheck. I'm going to go to the bank, take care of that, go buy some food and take care of that problem. I'm satisfied. I'm good to go in the moment. But when I have no purpose, I just live to that next problem. Right. And that next problem. And of course, whatever you focus on magnifies. And we know this, that unhappiness is a problem in our culture, in our society today. I can't speak for around the world because I have been around the world. I'm going to say uh, America is becoming more unhappy. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, and part of that is that, that deep embedded belief that we came from nothing. Does that make sense? Absolutely, yeah. How could you be something if you've come from nothing? Right. And, and then think about your own personality, what I shared earlier, your, your own self-concept uh, and your, uh, let's say, your self-esteem. Well, mm-hmm. you can have all the confidence in, your wor- in the world when it comes to your problems, but once the problem's solved, then what? Yeah. Right back to square one again. Exactly. And so, again, uh, as I shared on Sunday, are there problems in life? Absolutely. The point is the focus. We've got to shift our focus to this nothingness, to our purpose, because once we have problems, we are in the uh, state of the spirit. Excuse me. We are in, the, uh, in, in problem-solving mode, but with the spirit of resolve. Mm-hmm. Because we got to resolve it so we can get back to our purpose. But we have to clearly understand what our purpose is so that we can get back quickly to our focus, our purpose. And whatever that purpose is will magnify as long as we are intentional with that, that purpose. And that's what the second book, uh, excuse me, the second chapter in the book is all about that wonderfully weird life. We talk about purpose. And then identifying that, and hopefully it will assist you in clearly understanding in your own working memory going, oh, this is how God created me. Here's my identity. And, of course, once you have that identity, you can clearly see your purpose, not only through the Bible, but now, which I love, science is is verifying it. Every moment of each day of where we're at in history, Mm -hmm. it's awesome. So, as you mentioned, you talk about purpose uh, at length in Chapter 2 of your new book, Wonderfully Weird. Let's, uh, for the purpose of our discussion here, let's define purpose, what you mean by uh, when you say having a purpose. Well, first and foremost, broadly speaking, your purpose is what you have been uh, created to fulfill. Your purpose is truly knowing why I'm here on this planet, mm-hmm. generally speaking, because we do have a purpose as a spouse, uh, as a family member, as a church member, but we're speaking in the sense that purpose that God created you in. And that is what we're after because once we understand that purpose, that plan that God has for us, that little piece of his purpose, then at that point, we can start living in it out. So it is, uh, when I refer to it as the individual, first and foremost, it is that piece of who you are, that purpose that truly creates that personal relationship that you, uh, that you should be living towards in that, in that Christian life that we've committed to and are engaged in. How do we find our purpose? Well, first and foremost, uh, we have to, in my book, I said we have to slow down mm-hmm. and we have to start using our mind. We have to be intentional. Uh, that's key. It, it, the command that comes to, to mind with that question is seek God's kingdom. 
Well, when we're properly seeking uh, the kingdom out in our own lives, we know this, what will be produced, in t- uh, intentionality. And so it's that intentionality. We have to seek God's kingdom. And, of course, we begin praying, and we begin leaning into uh, that prayer by reading Scripture and then truly asking God to send us to people that objectively can answer that question. And that's simple in our day and age because we have mass me- – I won't say media, but mass communication that if we're discerning, we can go and find it. Of course, in my book, I provide a little God assessment, a simple 16-question uh, essay that – or excuse me, um, assessment. assessment that I put in mm-hmm. place. And then through that, that begins that process of truly uncovering our personality. Or can I say it that way? That's, that's a broad term, personality. I start assessing your temperament versus your character that truly begins to uncover those uh, intrinsic preferences that you're born with. And it's those preferences that truly reveal, first of all, your identity. And once we get to that point, we can say, oh, there it is, your purpose. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and it's in that purpose where happiness then is found, not that you won't have problems, right. but now the problems simply become a, uh, a little roadblock ar- along the right. way that you take care of on the road to your yeah. purpose. The reason purpose is so important, John, is because uh, when we have distractions in life, now, distraction, another word, if you want to research this, is distract. That's the root word that we use for devil. Uh-huh. And so when we get distracted and we have purpose in place, we have a means to get refocused and back on track with God in that purpose. So the issue isn't all the distractions and problems in the world or in our life. The issue is this, how quickly can you get back to your purpose, because that is where unhappiness resides in a very unclear uh, direction, and and nothing is makes sense. Well, you, there's no purpose; it's just another problem. So, distraction. We are we <laughs> we are going to have distractions, mm-hmm. but again, the issue is this: here comes the pee pee problem, right? Is how quickly does it take you to get back? to your purpose. You're going to either focus on your problems, which leads to nothing, or you're going to focus to something that that leads to your purpose. And with purpose comes order, with the problems comes chaos. Yes. Again, going back to the commands of Christ, right? <laughs> that one of the very final directions or commands that Jesus gives us says, receive God's power. And when you receive God's power, you have that purpose in place, and now you're putting things in order and eliminating what? Confusion. Mm-hmm. You know, or that chaos that exists in life. So it just makes sense, first and foremost, with every command of Christ, because we're putting things in order with our temperament, now with our character, and then we're going after our purpose. And when you have purpose, there's a uh, a self-concept there, and then also a self-esteem that's no longer dependent on the problems or your situations or the catastrophic issues. It goes right back, your self-esteem, to now God's purpose that we're after. And think about it, John. How can you not get excited and be happy about that, no matter what happens, unless mm-hmm. we get into uh, – if we don't follow that fourth command, is it? Rejoice. And rather than 
being joyful in all of our situations because we have purpose, we fall into self-pity. Mm-hmm. Self-pity, right back to problem again. So it just all works together. It's, it's, it's incredible uh, once you put order in place and then things become clear, uh, the confusion, the chaos of life begins to, to get order, if you will, and then you receive God's power. And then you're going to do something that you, you can't even possibly think what that, real, uh, that reality is at this point. Well, of course, as individuals, we don't live in a bubble. We live in a society. We live in families. We live in uh, work groups, whatever the case may be. So there's a lot of outside influence that comes in as well. And as we start to make that change of looking toward our purpose rather than the problems, how do we keep ourselves from getting uh, drug right back off track again? and, and right back into those problems because it becomes a cesspool that's so easy to fall right back into. Well, the answer is your purpose. However, you're going – I know where you're going here. I, think, I believe I do. Uh, well, yeah, we're all born into a culture, let's say. And culture is nothing more than belief and practices that a certain community holds to. Now, they might not actually – be doing a great job as a community or society because they're not really putting those beliefs and practices in place. But we all come from uh, a culture or, or family culture or whatever. And of course, when we're born, uh, we're catapulted into whatever that might be. And these beliefs uh, and these practices are, are then given to us. And we don't even realize it, but there's a point of accountability, typically in adolescence somewhere, where you have to make a choice. Is this really going to lead me to something? Is this going to uh, be the path that I want to take at to, to in my life? And is it going to help or assist in my happiness? Well, if not, you've got a choice to make. And, and then this is where God truly just comes in. He's there already, but you're awake to that. We got to be awake now because God says, okay, once you get to that point, uh, he will, he promises, he will reveal himself and show that self. And then different people, different situations. We see this with Job, all kinds of different characters in the Bible. But you have to make the choice to be intentional. That's your part of the relationship with God. God has given you all of these preferences. He's given you who you are in the sense of that, um, uh, that purpose. But without us doing our part in the sense of what we're going to do with the situation's good or bad or whatever, without making a choice, it's only a one-sided relationship, and that's no relationship at all because we're not doing our part or being responsible with our part. And the book of Ecclesiastes, verse 12, 13 says, that's the whole responsibility of man. Mm -hmm. And without it, you have no relationship with God. With it, it's a personal relationship that only you can truly, truly uh, have and connect and bond, as I shared in my devotion, with Jesus and God, which then is complete happiness. So it begins with that choice then. What choice am I going to make? Am I going to choose nothingness? Right. Or am I going to choose to follow my purpose right. and into something? And then uh, as you were talking there, a word that popped into my head was influence. Are you going to be influenced by the nothingness or are you going to influence others with that something 
to help them uh, move toward their purpose while not being distracted from your own. Right, and influence is one of the spiritual needs of human beings. And again, are you going to be influenced uh, down that pathway of unhappiness? Or are you going to be influenced in the pathway that that is designed and there for you to carry out your purpose so that you can experience uh, purpose and be influenced by God's uh, direction, if you will. And so, yeah, those those three spiritual commands, and, and that probably put a little bit of interest out there, you know, is just understanding, togetherness, and influence. And once we put that understanding in place of of God of who we are, once we come together with others, our neighbors, and truly support one another uh, in our purpose rather than our problems, right? and really allow the influence of the perfect model, Jesus Christ, and imperfect models, our neighbor, who, are, who has the same, per, uh, uh, the same view as you do, mindset, you're going to be happy. It is the result of God's design. And so can you be happy? And I'm speaking in the sense of permanent happiness or full happiness, absolutely. But we have to make sure that we're meeting the spiritual need or our spiritual needs, just like we do any other needs to really experience what that truly is, that reality of God. Right. Well, one of the things that uh, I know um, as you were speaking there came to my mind is um, the importance of gathering together, of yes. being with each other, being <laughs> in a community as opposed to being alone, where that focus really can turn to those problems and actually take what may be a small problem, turn it into a giant problem <laughs> in our minds, make it grow, make the mountain out of the molehill, if you will, rather than coming together and uh, being able to have others help us to see it in its proper context. And I think that that's a perfect uh, uh, lead into who we are as a church because, as you know, with many of your own relationships, uh, be it with people or be it with the church, the misconception is we're here to help you with your problems. Mm -hmm. Wrong answer. We're here to help you with your purpose. But you can see where mindset comes in. And let's say through culture, through those beliefs and, and tradition and history and experience, let's say a church has been taught that we're here to, to help fix you or fix those problems. Well, there's no purpose then except for we're here to fix you and to really help you through those negative and positive times. Perhaps, but that's not the priority. Right. We are there to help people out. Don't, don't misunderstand me here. We're, we're here to support each other in the problems, but with a spirit of resolve so that we can together fulfill our purpose as a community. Now, back to society again as a community, and we are creating now a movement for Christ which, as we put it at the church, is so impactful that it's if we were gone tomorrow, this community would understand that it lost its purpose mm -hmm. uh, in the sense of Christ. So, yeah, there's a lot to that, John. <laughs> well, and, and one of the things that popped in my head as you were saying that is we are to be the body of Christ. Yes. And within the body, there are many, many parts. Each of them have their own purpose. 
within that. So yeah, like my right. mouth has a different purpose than my ear. My eye has a different purpose than my hand. Yet all of those purposes come together as one body for the big purpose of God's kingdom. Right. And, and that just makes sense in the sense of systems. We're a system. A, a human body is a system. The body of Christ is a system. And there's different parts. And the parts are different and they have to be in its proper place in the sense of its purpose. And then that purpose or that person there then uh, fulfills their purpose with that community. And just like, again, any other system, be it a mechanical system, I'm thinking of a human system, but a mechanical system like, let's say, a grandfather's or grandfather clock, where you get all of these pieces, but you take one piece out, the entire system collapse. Right. And so, yes, we all have different purposes for good reason to fulfill that, that purpose of God. But if we're not doing our part and we're just fixing things that are broken down all the time, uh, the, the, the system is never working properly or functioning properly. We're so lost into our problems and just being busybodies, as the Bible puts it, that we're not accomplishing anything or our purpose as individuals, perhaps, as family units, as church, as community, all the way around the world. Absolutely. By the way, I just want to throw an invitation out there for those who are listening to this podcast who maybe uh, do not have a church home. Elevating Life Church, come and join us. Be a part of of our family, of our body, and uh, we will make sure to help you find that purpose uh, that God has for you. Um, as we are, uh, as always happens, we're rapidly running yes. out of time here, so we do want to leave some questions with folks to ponder. Can I ask you to do one thing, John, to Absolutely. make sure that this is not our opinion? Uh, could you read Colossians three one? one and two there or i can can i do it sure go ahead let me read this because this is the resolve to our pp problem uh the bible says this since then you have been raised with christ this is the christian set that's focus your hearts on things above god has given you a purpose where christ is seated at the right hand of god we can even say that's the commands of Jesus, the direction that he gives us. And then verse 2 says, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. That word is just set, focus. Make sure you stay focused on your purpose, your heavenly uh, focus, rather than on all the earthly things are problems. Mm -hmm. And if you can understand this verse and apply it to your life, then you have a means anytime distractions come in to get right back to those heavenly things, your purpose. But you gotta be intentional to uncover your purpose. And remember, whatever you focus on will magnify, That's it right. will grow. So here are some questions we wanna leave folks with uh, here this week to uh, think about, to talk with others about, to pray over. And uh, the first one of those, it's right exactly where we started at. What do you believe in? Do you believe in something or do you believe in nothing? Um, and where do your unhappiness or happiness come from? Uh, we have to get that straight in our minds. Otherwise, the rest of it doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, secondly, do you have a PP problem? And PP stands for purpose or problems. Which do you focus on? Discuss what you can do to increase your purpose and decrease your problems. And then thirdly, 
What can you do in the next week to bring focus to your purpose and begin leaning into your happiness and and actually ex, uh, experiencing the happiness that God desires to have for each one of us rather than the unhappiness that comes in the problems? Yeah. Happiness is here now. Absolutely. Well, uh, Pastor Drake, I want to mention here before we finish up, uh, Wonderfully Weird, your book is available now. Yes. Uh, it hasn't officially launched yet, but it is available if folks go to Westbow. Uh, press or even on Amazon or Barnes and Noble, right. uh, it's available there both in hardback and uh, uh, soft cover, e-book. as I understand, e-book and an well. ebook as well. Um, so an opportunity for folks to begin to uh, read and digest that book and and get these um, uh, things like purpose uh, ingrained in us so that we understand it that much more. Yes, the seven Ps I go over. So you have a PPPPPP problem. Okay. <laughs> Got it. So if you're interested, the book is entitled Wonderfully Weird. Uh, the author, uh, my friend here, Drake Hunter, and uh, just search on Westbow Press or on Barnes & Noble, for example, and you can find uh, that book and get it ordered. Many of our people at the church have already ordered it. It's on its way. And then uh, there will be a, a launch party coming up uh, next month i believe correct? november 11th that's right november 11th right here in morgan county we're gonna we're gonna do it at home they wanted me to do it other places but i'm like no we're gonna do it right here in morgan county <laughs> all right so put that in your calendar too november 11th drake thank you so much for your time once again today and uh, thank you for this message and we look forward to next week right back at you sweet emotion There you go. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this week's uh, podcast, Wonderfully Weird Living. For pastor and author Drake Hunter, I'm John Waters. Have a wonderful week. Find out more about your uniqueness when you get your own copy of Drake's book, Wonderfully Weird, available in the fall of 2019. And please email us with your questions or comments at wonderfullyweirdliving at gmail.com. Join us again next time as we continue to explore wonderfully weird living. I'm John Waters. Thank you for joining us.